Welcome to the Chase Fitness Podcast with Jason Quinn. I'm a NASM certified personal trainer. I do online fitness coaching, helping my clients get stronger and more fit. Today, let's do a quick Q&A. Can you drink alcohol and still lose weight? Absolutely not. Just kidding. The primary driver of whether you lose weight is, or not is energy balance. Are you taking in more calories than you burn, or are you burning more calories than you take in? Alcohol, of course, does have calories. Without going too deeply into the science, your body doesn't directly store calories from alcohol. When you drink, you may enjoy its effects, but to your body, it's a toxin it has to get rid of. It jumps right on this job, which means it's not burning fat. That's kind of a technical point. The bigger issue is when we drink, one of the side effects is, let's call it altered decision-making. In terms of calories, it's usually not the booze that packs on the pounds. A bottle of beer is about 180 calories. A shot of liquor is about 100 calories. But when we add sugary mixers to the liquor, we end up drinking a bunch more calories. And often we eat shittier, higher calorie food when we're out having drinks or afterwards. That's not to say it's forbidden, but if you're really focused on dropping weight, you definitely want to make sure you stick to zero or lower calorie mixers. That means drink, uh, drink your drinks neat around the rocks, Jack and Diet instead of Jack and Coke, which personally, I can't stand diet soda, but do you. And limit your food intake while you're out. Once in a while is cool, but if you know you're going out for drinks, make sure you get your protein in for the day beforehand. Drop your carbs and fats for that day also. That way your calorie intake for the day won't be over by too much. Obviously, if you're getting hammered several times a week, it's going to be all but impossible to stay in a calorie deficit, which you need in order to drop those pounds. Make sure your actions are aligned with your goal. Is soreness a sign of a good workout? Yeah. Not really. The direct cause of soreness isn't entirely understood. It tends to happen when you're just starting out with a workout program or when you're doing a new exercise or of course, when you go ham. You can have a great workout and not be sore. You can have a terrible workout and be sore. If you, get, if you did 5,000 calf raises, you'd probably be sore. But would I call that a, a great workout? No. Soreness, soreness generally sets in in a day or two after the workout. It lasts a couple days, but the next time you do that same workout, you shouldn't feel as sore. As your body adapts to the movements, you'll get less sore, or you'll get less sore less frequently. And when, obviously when it hits, it won't last as long. Don't go chasing soreness. Go after progress. Increasing the sets and or reps over time with a given weight. Increasing the weights you use. That's what's up. Next, do you have to count calories in order to make progress? You don't have to. Many people find it useful. I suppose it breaks down if you're more analytical by nature or intuitive by nature. The main thing is, ask yourself. Are you making progress? Is what you're doing working for you? If not, you got to adjust. Counting calories is a skill you can learn that helps a lot of people stay on track. It just takes a little bit of time to figure it out at first. There are a bunch of apps out there that can help you. It's more time consuming at the beginning, but you'll get faster the more you do it. Like I said, it's a skill. As you practice it, you'll get better at it. But no, it's not necessary. What's the best time of day to work out? It's a fair question, but it's also a classic case of overthinking it. The best time is when you can hit, is when you can hit the gym consistently. Set yourself up by, for success by creating a sustainable habit. Is your schedule more conducive to working out in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening? Consistency is a thing. 
pick a time and stick to it. Personally, I love the morning. Getting a workout in makes me feel like I've already won the day. I know no matter else, no matter what else happens during the day, I've already checked that box. You might be different though. That's cool. Whenever you can go consistently is the best time of the day to work out. Next, is it true that abs are made in the kitchen? Yes, kind of. It's not really the whole story. Your diet will limit the amount of fat you put on that would cover up your abs, whatever abs you have. If you have a layer of fat on top of them, obviously you'll never see them. But if you're at a very low body, uh, body fat percentage, but you also have very low ab muscle development, that's what will be revealed. For best results, you wanna hit the pro problem from both sides. Eat to support a lower body fat range. Usually for women, that means you'll be at under, at under about 20% 20, 20 body fat. For men, that's usually about 10 to 12% body fat. You wanna hit abs a couple times a week in the gym to build up the muscles. You wanna do some body weight exercises like leg raises, and planks, as well as some weighted ones like cable crunches. You wanna train the muscles in various motions as well. Your abs are designed to, provo to provide core stability and it's to resist motion. So exercises like planks work that. They're also designed to flex like you do in a crunching motion. So you wanna hit that too. And of course, the abs also twist your trunk. So exercise, exercises where you rotate will help with that as well. I hope that answers some of your questions. Got more? Send them in. This has been the Chase Fitness Podcast with Jason Quinn. Questions, comments, hit me up at jquinn dot fitness at gmail or on IG at jason dot quinn dot 21. Later.